Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, final hour of Burgundy Gold today here on the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Scott Jackson with you here. Uh, and we're going to talk momentarily with Doug Russell and talk show host in Milwaukee, sports director at 97.3 The Game. Checking out Packers practice today. He's going to jump on board with us, give us his thoughts on what's going on in Green Bay. They've had a losing streak of two games. Oh, my. <laughs> They're 3-3 three and three in the season. But they have not had a losing streak of three games since 2018. So a little bit of uncharted territory as the Packs have been struggling a bit to start the season. Of course, um, the Commanders have had their own struggles that we've been discussing here for these last couple hours as well. So we'll get uh, with Doug here in a bit and uh, get his take on all that fun stuff when uh, he joins us here on uh, Burgundy Gold today and see what uh, what the Pack or talking about in Green Bay. All right, let's grab Doug right now. Good enough to join us via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books, and download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Doug Russell, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good to hear from you. Um, you guys have uh, you know, had some rough couple weeks. I mean, although I was laughing looking at Green Bay has had a losing streak of like three games uh, since 2018. I mean, compared to this franchise, obviously a lot of, a lot of teams – uh, have a lot easier life, but I mean, you guys have had a pretty nice run here, so it is kind of funny to hear that. Oh my God, at three and three, the sky is falling. But I did watch that game against the Jets, and man, I mean, it was ugly. I mean, there was a lot of parts of that game that obviously have a lot of concerns for the Pack. So, what has been the big discussion in Green Bay today is uh, they return to practice. Yeah, they're actually practicing right now, as a matter of fact, and uh, they they keep they let us watch the first fifteen minutes and then they kick us out. So. There's nothing really to see other than stretch and to see who's there sure. and who's not. Sammy Watkins returned to practice today uh, in a limited fashion, so Aaron Rodgers is hopeful to get him back as a weapon. Now that Randall Cobb is probably going to miss sometime, exactly how much, we're not sure yet. But moreover than the fact that they've lost a couple of games, the way that they've lost them, Scott, I mean, it's they haven't played well. They just they have played poor football. They've executed poorly. And that's not necessarily a reflection on the Jets' Or the Giants, I think they're both better teams than they have been, and, and you can't judge them on their names. But, I mean, they couldn't do anything offensively the last couple of weeks. And, and that's what's really concerning about this team that's been a high-octane offense historically. Yeah, 24th in the league in scoring, you know, is pretty hard to believe. But, look, you lose Devontae Adams in the offseason. You trade him, um, you know, going younger at the receiver position. It's going to take some time. I mean, how much of that has been, uh, do you think, the root of the problem uh, for these guys? 
I think it's been a big part of it because for, for Aaron, he's such a quarterback that uh, has to rely on feel. And there were times that I, I think that the consensus is he over-relied on Devontae Adams the last several years. So now that he's been forced to spread the ball around, he's got a lot of guys that are unproven. And he's got, you know, Randall Cobb is up until the time that he got injured, he had probably been Aaron's most reliable receiver. And Randall Cobb is, you know, more than a decade into his NFL career. And his best days are certainly behind him, although he's played, I think, at an admirable level for most of the season. The rest of these guys, you know, Alan Lazard has never been a number one receiver before. Can he be a number one? I'm not convinced in his fourth season. Romeo Dobbs, a rookie uh, out of Nevada, I mean, he's shown flashes of brilliance, but he's also shown flashes of being a rookie. Christian Watson, who they traded up to get in the second round using some of the loot that they got back from the Raiders uh, to you know pick him. He's got all the size and speed in the world that you could possibly imagine, but he's injured right now, too, and also a rookie. So I think Devontae Adams is a huge part of it. The other part of it is the offensive line just hasn't been playing very well. They've been banged up. Uh, it's nice to have David Bakhtiari back in the lineup. Elton Jenkins, who has been a very good offensive lineman, particularly at left guard. They've moved him over to right tackle. He's very versatile, but he had a brutal game against the Jets the other day. So the offensive line, I mean, everything starts in the trenches. You know that. And for the Packers' offense, right now it's starting with the trenches, but not having Devontae Adams is a huge part of it, too. Yeah, Quinn and Williams really had a game the other day. Woo, he was a wrecker uh, in, the, in that Jets win. Over the Packers, uh, we're talking to Doug Russell, sports director, 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee. Good enough to join us via the BetQL guest hotline here on the team. 980 Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson here with you today. All right, so, you know, how much do you think to Rodgers? You know, look, he's never been a guy who's spent a lot of offseason time, you know, in these OTAs and stuff with the team. But now with a new group of receivers, not having that time, uh, how much could that have possibly impacted some of the slow start they're having? Yeah, some, in my opinion. I think that he should have been there. I know that he needs to get his body right. He had to go on this ayahuasca trip, which sounds like a town in northern Wisconsin more than a than it is some, you know, journey that he went on this, this past off season. But, yeah, I mean, I think that he could have definitely benefited from it. But uh, if, you, if you press him on that, he'll say, I know my body and I know what I have to do to get sure. right for the season. Oh, okay, and he's got four MVPs. Okay, including the last two. Okay, so, I mean, he, he's earned that, to use a George Kitsanzism, he's earned that hand, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the the results are what the results are, and the results haven't been very good. And the results so far have been that he is not on the same page as these wide receivers yet. Could he have spent more time, in my opinion, with these guys during the offseason? In my opinion, yes. But he didn't. Yeah, and you know it's tough too because like the two best offensive guys on this team besides Aaron Rodgers are your running backs, but you know that you know because you're falling behind in these games, and as you said, the offensive line issues. I saw there were some penalties this week too that took away some Aaron Jones's, uh, you know, one of his big chunk runs. Is you know they haven't really been able to get the touches that they need to to, to make this offense successful each week. No, they haven't, and you know one thing compounds upon it itself, and you know after. A couple of these losses and a couple of these games where the Packers haven't played up to their capabilities after the Minnesota loss in week one, and then certainly after the Giants loss, and then after the Jets loss, you know, Matt LaFleur, and even after the game against Tampa Bay where they won, but it was just a, offensively, it was a pretty poor performance. They won 14 to 12, and the only reason they won was because Tampa Bay went for the two point conversion when they scored a touchdown at the end of the game, and Devondre Campbell batted it down. Uh, that's the only way that that game didn't go to overtime. So it was a pretty poor offensive performance then. And Matt LaFleur, 
who I think is a very good coach, he would step up to the podium after the game and say, yeah, maybe we got away from the run game just a little bit too much. And I guess my response to that is, okay, well, you're the one with the play sheet. It's between you and the guy that's on the field. If, if you're getting away from the run, maybe you should think about that during the game as opposed to after the game. And I think that's part of it. I think the offense at times, the play calls have been uh, maybe geared toward Aaron Rodgers throwing to a couple of Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers. you got to remember, this is also the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career as the Packers' starting quarterback since 2008 that he has not had a Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver in which to throw to. Um, and I think that's part of it. But they get away from the run so much. I mean, when Aaron Jones gets a hole and gets – uh, you know, the rock enough, he has shown that he's got that explosiveness. He catches the ball well out of the backfield, and A.J. Dillon is a nice compliment to him. Unfortunately, they have gotten away from that, uh, in my opinion, too often during the year. And again, is, I don't know necessarily think that it's me saying it. I think it's the scoreboard saying it more than anything. Yeah, we're talking to Doug Russell, sports director, 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, talk show host there as well. Good enough to get some time here talking Packers on the Team 980 here on Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson with you. The the defense last year, I thought, you know, Green Bay's defense at times was really good. And, uh, you know, we, of course, we all know Preston Smith from when he was here, liked him a lot, wish, wish he could have uh, stuck around longer. Um, but, you know, they let him go, and obviously he's had some very big seasons in Green Bay. What what was the defense been like overall this year? I know that, you know, statistically, you know, what are they, fifth in the league right now in terms of, of yards and probably giving up about, what, number 15 in the NFL and points given up. But what, what, what has been the feeling on how this defense has performed through these first uh, six weeks? Not as, aggr- uh, as aggressive as I think anyone would have liked, and that was one of the challenges last week. I thought, the, you know, look, in the first half, the Packers' defense against the Jets was outstanding. The score at halftime was 3-3, three to three, and the Jets didn't look like they could do anything more with the football than the Packers were able to do. So at times they've looked great. Um, you know, there's Joe Barry, who's the uh, defensive coordinator. He's got uh, his own defensive scheme that has seemed to work to keep everything in front of the defenders. Um, but sometimes that hasn't worked. And, you know, Devondre Campbell, excuse me, Scott, um, yep. Devondre Campbell has not been the player that he was last year, to be quite honest with you. They've got Quay Walker, who's a rookie, first-round pick out of Georgia. You're still kind of waiting for him to become the NFL player that I think everybody thinks that he's going to be. Kenny Clark has been good, but not great. Rashawn Gary, I think, has been very good this year. You mentioned Preston Smith. I think he's been pretty good. But you look at you know, in their defensive backfield, I think that there's some talent there. Jair Alexander is an elite cornerback, but the rest of the guys have just been guys. Eric Stokes has not had a good year. It's his second season. Um, there's been some injuries back there as well. Excuse me. Um, you know, they've had to get Rudy Ford in there, who's a special teamer. Um, but Darnell Savage has been just average. So that's why they're giving up these huge chunk plays sometimes, too. They just, I think, need to be a little bit more aggressive and play like they did more last year. Is like a feeling that this maybe the the division you know the two games back but they lost the head to head to Minnesota so it's almost like a three game lead that uh, it's getting late early for them if they don't kind of uh, you know stop the bleeding at this point as far as the division race is concerned. Yeah, I think I think that's part of it. I mean, you still look at there's as I like to say it's it's still early but it's not that early. And Minnesota has played great football, and certainly the Packers saw them in week one, and Minnesota dominated that game. But Minnesota still has to come back here on New Year's Day, a dome team. I know they they live in the cold and everything, but they play inside. They still have to come back here. 
Um, and, and Minnesota's still got a difficult schedule that's ahead of them. So the Packers do too. They still have Dallas. They still have to travel to Philadelphia. They're at Buffalo. It's a very brutal schedule for Green Bay that's coming up. Um, but I think at the end of the day, they just have to play their game and, and hope for some help from Minnesota's opponents. But, yeah, they haven't put themselves in a very good position right now, two games back, you know, six games in. Well, I'm sure the Green Bay fans are being very rational and patient about all this, right? <laughs> God, God, God. I mean, you listen to our post-game show on the Packers radio network. I mean, my goodness, it's Bulldoze Lambeau Field. It's the only reasonable solution. Uh, but, you know, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, I mean, you guys know better than anyone oh. that if you have a Hall of Fame quarterback that uh, you're going to be able to put yourself in a good position to at least win a bunch of ball games. I mean, in a 17-game season, a Hall of Fame quarterback is good for probably eight or nine wins, and then you have to surround him with the regular, with the other ancillary sure. pieces. And if you don't have that piece, it's going to, it's going to be a tough slog. And you, know, you, you don't go from Favre to Rodgers. The next guy that's walking through the door, whether it's Jordan Love or anybody else, you know, the odds of that quarterback also – uh, playing with a gold jacket for most of his career, pre- pretty slim. So yeah, no I, I hope that Packers fans can at least appreciate what they're what they're seeing right now. When they do lose two games in a row and the sky is falling, I mean that was the seventies and eighties yeah. in Green Bay. That was that was that, that was every week. Well, uh, I'm assuming we're going to see quite a few of the uh, the cheeseheads here on uh, on Sunday. I know they travel very well, and there's a lot of them that live in our area. And, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like our fans are as interested as they used to be. So uh, I would imagine they'll have a, a road home feel, uh, well, if you what's will. What's going on off the field there, Scott? I don't know. Is there anything going on off the field? <laughs> nah. The I'm not paying attention. Kind of quiet last few weeks. Not not a whole lot to see. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to know. <laughs> That's nothing. Yeah, exactly. So your, your problems, eh, we don't really feel bad for you, Doug. But anyway, um, <laughs> don't. Re- it's hard to feel bad for the Packer fans. All right. Hey, you know what, Doug? Appreciate your time. I know you got to get back to uh, doing your work there at Lambeau. Appreciate it, man, and uh, enjoy the week. All right, Scott, thanks. Always good to catch up with you. All right, take care. Doug Russell, good enough to join us. Talk to your host in Milwaukee, 97.3, the game, and the sports director there as well. And, yeah, sky is falling. Oh, my God, the Packers have lost two in a row. But, it, look, there's no question when you move a guy like Devontae Adams at, you were going to have some growing pains the receivers. You had a quarterback who, as he said, was more interested in, you know, finding a spiritual self this offseason to get his – body ready quote unquote and it was it was going to cause some issues but it's interesting to hear him talk about LaFleur and you know the play sheet and oh my god we just got away from the run I mean does it sound familiar to you I mean it is the Shanahan tree I mean that is the wild thing like they had this wonderful running game that they designed it's a great running game it's a great run scheme and they get away from it (laughs) constantly and it happens to to both of them it happened to Kyle this week too I mean, they get down two scores, man, and they get panicky. They do. I don't know. It's part of that geniusness that uh, the geniusness is made up a word uh, of that crew. I don't know. It's funny. They get a little jumpy when they get behind. They can't run anymore. But yeah, I mean, you got just you know be patient. It's two scores. It's really not fourteen points. It's just two scores. It's just two touchdowns. They score by seven in the NFL. They scored in ones. Do you think teams would be less panicky? Wouldn't look as cool on TV though, right? If it was like a three to two game instead of twenty one to fourteen. But anyway, you get my point. All right, coming up, uh, we'll give you some more numbers in the pack and uh, some interesting stuff coming out of the Commanders practice today in terms of players that could be available uh, on Sunday. We'll get to it straight ahead here. Scott Jackson with your team nine eighty straight. Selling a little. 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We live on the free Odyssey app. Back here at Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here on the Team 90 Streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Ron Rivera wrapped up a little while ago. We'll uh, hear his press conference coming up in the next segment with uh, what he had to say about the Green Bay game ahead and some of the injured players, including the update on Chase Young. Uh, also, Sam Cosme and the potential of him playing guard when he returns. So all that coming up here in a little bit. Logan Thomas uh, in the open locker room session via Ben Standing, the Athletic DC, says that he took a step forward today in his recovery. We'll see how he feels tomorrow, but is hopeful for Sunday. Certainly that would help Taylor Heineke. He, he and Taylor have a really good relationship on and off the field. Um, like I said, last year, I think in that game when he was cheap-shotted by the Terp um, in Gakwe in Vegas – that was a big turning point of the season. That really was. I mean, that that obviously the McKissick injury the week before, and then like the whole team got COVID. <laughs> it was yeah, and then oh yeah, the whole team got COVID, and I believe Landon Collins went down with a season-ending injury somewhere in the middle of all that as well. Kind of helped just cater, crater. That's cater, crater, dummy. The season last year. But anyway, the tough thing about last year, like they won seventeen, fifteen back-to-back weeks. I mean. Just, you know, and this has been the knock on, you know, quote, Ron Rivera football. It's like he, you know, wants to win those kind of – somebody made the quote this year in one of those stories going into the offseason, like he likes to win games 17 to 16. Now, 
I'm sure, like any other coach, he would like to win big if he could. But, yeah, his teams tend to play these white knucklers, you know, and there is, like, just these thin margins for errors, and we talk about complementary football. Has to be, I mean, everything, everything else has to be perfect. And, you know, that's why, you know, the last few weeks, and we were having a discussion earlier on the phones about, you know, Taylor Heineke's not going to be a fix-all. No, he's not. But you can't tell me, you know, it's not going to help if he is able to, I don't know, do better than three of his last 22 on third down. You know, I mean, those kind of things. Get the ball out on time to open receivers. Not drift into sacks. You know, can get out of the way of a, of a pass rush if need be. You know, make that play with his legs. Um, you know, and I hope they have some creativity with what they have in store for him. He and Scott Turner have worked a lot together. We talked about this yesterday with uh, Bobby Wilder, who spent a lot of time with Taylor on Saturday when he had the news that he was going to be the quarterback again. Uh, his excitement level, um, feeling that, you know, he's more ready this season because of last year's experience, his 15 games. Not always, you know, wondering, hey, do I belong in this league? Can I make it through a season? He did that. Check that box. Now, feeling like he's more physically, mentally repaired, prepared to be a starter, and will that translate on the field, right? Will that translate on the field? Look, there are still some deficiencies with the group they're going to run out there this week in the offensive line. The middle part of it is still, you know, questionable at the guard positions, plural, uh, in particular left guard. But I think in terms of, like, if you want to let them fire off and run block, they're going to be better there. They showed that last week. Uh, that's encouraging when they can, you know, do it without being penalized. It's also encouraging. They got to cut down on the penalties. They've been very sloppy in that regard over these last few weeks. Clean that operation up, and you know, I think with Heineke back there, if they allow him <clears throat> to handle some RPO, you know, not all the time. You know, not, I wouldn't go totally heavy on it, but certainly I would have it more incorporated. They didn't really do it last year, and letting him move out, use move the pocket. I mean, he's a guy who can certainly throw on the run. Those things will help you. Yeah, you're going to lose some of the downfield threat of the threat of the downfield throw. It's not like they've had all these downfield bombs in games. They've had few, no doubt. It's not like they've had them every week by any means. So, yeah, you you don't have that threat, but you also again have a guy who can get the ball to guys in space. Hopefully, by being the more accurate of the two. And you know, Taylor, you know really did a good job improving his accuracy and stretches last year. And I think, again, if you can get guys, because some of the play design, these plays, as Ryan Fitzpatrick said, these plays they run that they like, you know, are supposed to be guys getting the ball quickly in space and then making people miss. Having room to have yak. Having some room for some yak. But when you're holding, 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 and then throwing the ball high – and then we have to talk about catch radius, then that's not quite, you know, the same thing. It's not 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 quite how the, the play the plays they like are supposed to run. So we'll see if that is the case on um, on Sunday. I think they will get a bump. I saw some of the stuff from the locker room today, Terry McLaurin talking about it, how you know players love the way this guy leaves it on the field. And there's no doubt. I mean they love the energy he brings. Our friend Doc Walker will be here tomorrow. Has been talking about it. There's two guys that pump up this team that are, are kind of heartbeat of this group. One of which was Heineke, and the other is Chase Young. Of course, both of which have not been on the field this year. Both have not been on the field, but you know, having them both back, or you know, at some point you hope I don't, we'll see on Chase. But certainly having Taylor back this week will, you know, maybe gives the offense a little boost. But can they keep it going? Right? Is it sustainable over the long term? Yeah, who knows? Right? Uh, we'll see. But I do think for a week, you know, we saw this in the past, whether it was Colt McCoy here, 
uh, you know, the, the Todd Coblin year to go way back. Uh, you know, those kind of seasons. You know, there's backups that come in, and they do give the team a boost. And sometimes, you know, the guy that's been on the sidelines, you know, and has been in the film session with the starter can see all the stuff he's been missing. Say, damn it, you know, I would have gone here. You know, understands it. And um, I think uh, I saw a couple quotes from Rivera talking about how Heineke has such a greater understanding of it that, you know, he's been telling guys this year some things and they didn't know it. And, you know, to be fair to Carson, you know, despite some of the frustrating things he does, it has to be stated that, yeah, he's year one in a new language, basically. And, you know, it would have been great if they'd been able to get him some more time on the field in game situations, like against another team, not his own in practice, which is not the same thing. It's different when you're being rushed in practice and you're not going to be hit. I mean, bottom line, you just, you know, it's human nature. I'm not going to be hit here. I can hold the ball, you know, until I see it perfectly and throw it. And, you know, we, we said that in a lot of practices during training camp. The guy holds the ball tick too long. You know, he's inaccurate. And all these things have come to fruition. And yet, you know, we got all this pushback from, you know, some of the burgundy cold, you know, burgundy gold colored glasses folks out there. It's, oh, it's so unfair. It's just, how could you say that? I mean, because it's what we saw, you know, because it's the way it was, you know. And the staff, you know, same thing. Oh, they're so touchy about it. Oh, how dare you? I mean, well, because it's what's happening, you know. Coach, you know, be ready for it. And it happened in real time. So. It shouldn't be shocking that that happened. It would have been great, again, if you'd have been able to get him some more time on the field in those those little things they call the preseason games that they make available to teams. I know, I know, that's archaic thinking. And goodness forbid they ever got another team to come to town or went somewhere to practice against. That would be such a terrible idea. But whatever. I mean, you keep being 6-15 and 15 in the first two months of the season until you've I figure out a different way to approach it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I have to go through this every year to play the preseason when we're actually, you know, in regular season games. But this is kind of where we are. Um, it's the annual, oh, crap, maybe we should have done something differently to get this team ready for the year uh, moment of the season. But then go back and do the exact same thing the following year and expect it to be any different. But can't wait till November when we can start playing football. All right. Coming up, we'll hear from the head honcho himself, Ron Rivera. What he had to say today after practice, Terrell Heineke's in, who may also be returning with him this week. We'll get to that straight ahead. Scott Jackson with you, Burgundy and Gold today here. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you for another half hour of the Hoffman Show here on the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. And I don't know why that happens with these stupid websites. I literally click on and all of a sudden John Harbaugh is talking at me. I didn't ask for John Harbaugh to talk at me. Anyway, so Ron Rivera, we do want to hear what he had to say. He spoke earlier today after commander's practice. Of course, the first one with Taylor Heineke as the number one quarterback with Carson Wentz out with the injury. Uh, the head coach, of course, was also asked about yesterday's owners meeting. Here's what that sounded like. Um, just want to start by asking, I, I know you're not tasked with answering for the business side, but because this has become such a big story league-wide, what did you make of Jim Irsay's comments yesterday? Oh, I'm not going to comment on that. I mean, the biggest thing, more so than anything else, is we're focusing in on playing football. You know, that's my big thing. Is I'm just going to look at what we're doing on the football field and stay focused on that. Switching totally to football, looking at the Packers, how much of an impact has losing Devontae Adams had to their to their offense, you think? Well, I think it's made a huge difference for them. I know it's made a big difference for the quarterback. You know, he and Devontae had a tremendous amount of rapport. They worked tremendously well together, and I think, you know, it looks like he's trying to develop that with some of his other guys. So, And they haven't had a healthy core of, of receivers either this year. So it's been tough. It's been tough on them. But, you know, they're still an explosive, dynamic team because they've got some playmakers. What did you see after yesterday? I know Cosme, Thomas, and, and Jahan all had strong, uh, right. bigger loads. What did you see from them? It was good to see. They, they all came in this morning and, 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 and looked pretty good. Um, Logan's still, um, you know, he's still off to the side. But Jahan got some reps today, uh, looked good out on the football field. Cos uh, got some, uh, some reps today. He's, he's, he's trying to learn how to play with that the hand taped up with, the, you know, basically his left hand. And uh, he actually looked pretty good. What level of optimism do you have that, any or all of those three guys could play? I got pretty good optimism, but I'm optimistic. The knowledge of the system for Taylor, just how much can that help him going well, forward? You, you see it, you know, like today we, we had a route out there and, and one of the guys could have done something a little different and Taylor right away, you know, explained it to him. And, and it, you see that just because of, of his background in this. I mean, he's been in it since Minnesota when he was with, with the Vikings way back when. So he's got a very good knowledge of it. And you saw it during the regular season, you know, when he was the backup, going up to players and explaining certain things to him. So he, he's, he's, he's very solid in this. And as for Terry, it, he's had quarterback change yep. constantly. You have as well. But for him, how do you see him handle it? And is how often you're just like, man, I wish you could have a quarterback for a full season to reach Well, you know, that's what you want. Uh, you want to be able to do that. I was fortunate to have that, you know, earlier um, when I was in Carolina. 
but it, it, the continuity is important. And, and for a guy like Terry, especially Terry, the, the rapport he has and he develops with guys is tremendous because of his athletic ability and his skill set. I mean, one thing we do have to do as well, and we've got to be cognizant, but we've got to make sure he's involved at the very, very beginning of what we're trying to do because he's such a dynamic guy. I mean, we've got to be on that and pay attention to that. Um, hi, Coach. The Packers are 27th against the run. Um, now that you have the running back room fully healthy, what is your plan for that group this week and moving forward this season? Is well, w- one thing I'd like to see us do is, you know, at, at the end of the, the – the second quarter and into the third quarter, we, I, I really saw what, what we hoped for and we envisioned. You know, J.D. got some carries in, in passing situations. He caught the ball out on routes and in space and, and did some really good things. You know, we, we watched B-Rob be physical and downhill between the tackles. And then we brought A.G. in, and, and, and he was explosive off the edge. I mean, that's what, what these guys can all do, and, and they bring to the table. And we've, we've got to be able to make sure we can have that kind of mis- mix because it gives us an opportunity to, to really open up the offense. It, it'll really help with the play action, and I know Taylor's very good at play action, so we've got to be able to run the football. You cited that pressure stat last Friday about the defensive line. I'm just curious, what are you seeing from them in terms of – why do you think it's such a, a big difference from last year too? I think because of the understanding of, of, of the discipline to what we need and and really, you see that a lot more with their run gaps. We've done some pretty good things in, in runs. Now we've given up a couple of running explosives. But when we're disciplined and, and, and it all starts with the get-off, getting into your crease, now as you move, you're no longer head up on a guy as much as you're already into the crease and getting vertical. And you'll see that. Um, one guy that's really – I mean, his game is really – has been watching Jonathan um, do a couple different things this year that has been really cool – you watch Duran, and when Duran's explosive and going vertical, he's 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 already into the crease, and he's gotten a chance to really win. As far as Montez is concerned, um, I saw a stat also. So Montez is one of the top uh, ends against the run as well. And again, it's getting vertical, it's getting into the backfield, and then basically playing the run on your way to the quarterback. That unit was kind of the strength of your 2020 team. Do you think they're playing better than they are? than they did then? Or I think they you... have a chance to. I think they've done some really good things. And, and again, we just got to continue to work on, on being disciplined and you know, continue to, the, to, to keep, keep getting better as a group. Obviously, Coach, during the preseason training camp, Taylor worked with some of the same receivers but also some different receivers than Carson did. How much does his rapport with some of those depth receivers play into maybe some strategy on the roster back in uh, this weekend? Well, I, I don't know if that, that makes that much of an impact. You know, because for the most part, the, the guys that you know that that he plays with or he will play with are guys that um, you know that that have been around. Um, you know, the only real one, probably more so than anything else, is Jahan. You know, he's, he's got to continue to work with Jahan and develop that feel, uh, as far as that's concerned. Chase, I think we're just kind of conditioned to think of ACLs as like eight month injuries, but obviously we're, we're well past that. Is, is there anything in particular that that maybe didn't? go as planned there was different than normal? I, I think the big thing, more than anything else, the ACLs are not eight months, okay? There's a couple guys that, 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 that are special. I mean, you know, um, um, Adrian Peterson was special. I mean, and that's the truth of the matter. Is typically, we do about 10 months to a year to a year and a half. It, you know, everybody responds differently, and we did say this, that Chase's repair was a little more extensive. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's just taking a little bit more time. Um, you know, he's coming up on, on a year. And uh, the big thing, more than anything else, is right now he's, he's, he's where I think the doc envisioned him. He's going to see Dr. Andrews later this week. 
and uh, we'll get an update where he is. Is there any concern with him coming back on the mental side of it coming back mid-year uh, and everything that comes with obviously building the confidence and all that, not getting a full training camp? And that's the big thing is you got to build the confidence as well. I mean, you know, he, he's had a repair. Uh, to your point, you know, he didn't have the type of training camp you'd like to have getting ready to play. Um, but he's done a heck of a job. You know, you guys don't get to see it the full, you know, the, the, the full display of what they have him doing on the side. But, you know, hopefully it continues to go well, and, and hopefully it's a good report when he sees uh, Dr. Andrews this week. Ryan, when it comes to offensive play calling now with the quarterback switch, Heineke, and for Wentz, how much change is there in terms of the scheme, play calling? With Obviously, they're different quarterbacks, different strengths. Do you foresee kind of different play calling with Heineke now under center? Well, I see the play calling tilted more towards Taylor. It's tailored for Taylor. Um, I think that's what you'll see. I mean, to take advantage of his skill set and what he does, what he does really well. Packers game last year. How much can you learn from that game and bring it over to this year? Um, you can. I mean, they're they're, you know, the same offensive coordinator, same defense coordinator. I mean, we're going to look at those things, and and those things are, you know, what they do. Uh, you watch the tape from last year, and, and then you watch the tape. Currently, and you see a lot of those similarities. We see a lot of things that they did last year on the defensive side. Um, several things that they've done on the offensive side, you see. Um, biggest difference was earlier was, was Devontae Adams isn't there. And, and Devontae's, you know, he was a special player. And, and as I said, he and Aaron had a, had a rapport. And now he's, you know, he's trying to develop that and build that with the guys he has. And they haven't been healthy at wide receiver. Ron, um, you defended your players after the Bears win. Um, you continue to do so. With the Jim Ursay comments, how do you make sure you keep your players focused because they're young, they're on mm -hmm. social media, and they're reading and seeing these things? You know, Darren, that, that, that's, that, that is part of the battle. And, you know, one of the things that I, I would hope is that, you know, we can focus on the positive things that these, a lot of these young men have done on the football field or they're doing in the community. I mean, our guys really, you know, as young as they are, you hope that they, that they understand that this is, you know, what I'm trying to do is keep the focus on them. Um, a lot of these guys des deserve some kudos for the way they played. You know, I mean, how Benjamin St. Juice played last week, how our, how, our, how our offensive guys, you know, rushed for almost 140 yards, you know, and, and we didn't turn the ball over. On the defensive side, we had three goal line stands that were tremendous. I mean, those are the things that, you know, we, we try to make the focus and, and talk about. And, and I tell the guys, let's talk about what, we, what we're doing. Let's talk about what we can do, what we've done as opposed to all the other stuff, and let's just try and stay focused. I mean, it's hard. I get it, and I understand it's a social issue, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to play football. Um, Ron, uh, you, uh, Sam Cosme limited today. I guess we'll see later on this yeah. week if he's able to go. In the name of putting your best lineman on the field and, and knowing that Cornelius Lucas has done a pretty decent job at tackle, is there any more consideration about putting Cosme – inside and leaving Lucas there to get your five best guys in arguably on the field? Yeah, arguably it is and arguably it isn't. I mean, at the end of the day, we also got to see how Sam's going to hold up with that left hand. And that's probably the biggest concern right now. Um, he's trying to feel his way through it and see how he is. And, you know, we'll continue to work with him this week and see how that goes. I guess it's more in his case, if you view him as the long-term right tackle, then maybe you wouldn't want to move him. But if there's open to, hey, we got to figure out how to get this going now and maybe he could be inside. Is that also like sort of part of the short and long-term thinking with how you use him? It could be. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, hey, 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 Green Bay, this is what we're going to do. I mean, it's a good point. It really is. But, but I'm not going to, you know, get up here and tell you guys what, what, what our plans are. 
you know, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good question. I mean, it really is a good question. I'm just saying I'm not going to sit here and discuss what our plans are if we're going to do something like that. Ron, you were pretty frank in, before training camp that the stuff with the franchise as a whole with ownership can be a distraction. When it comes up in the middle of a season, how do you deal with it with the team? Do you have to take, take steps to deal with it or do you just no. not even mention it? I try not to mention. I, I try to, you know, talk about play on the field, what we're trying to do, you know, try to really the positive side of, of, of what's happening for us on the field. Ron, with the, the way Taylor played last season, um, what are your expectations for what he should be able to do better now with that season under his belt? Well, I, I think one of the things that you really do see, and, and, and like I said, I, I really saw it as we went through training camp and, and, and the first few uh few weeks of the season is just his overall interaction and understanding of it. The way he, he controls it with his teammates, the way he disseminates it and spreads it amongst his guys. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I see a little bit of air confidence. I really do. And, and, and I think it's spreading to his teammates, just his, his, his overall knowledge. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. How much too for him, you, people talk about upgrading a receiver for Carson. Well, Curtis healthy, if Jahan comes back, what kind of difference can that make for Taylor compared to last? Well, it, 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 it'll be the same group that will be available to him. I mean, and, and again, when when you know, with Jahan back and going against their secondary, which is one of the best in the league, this is, this will be a really good challenge, and it'll be a good challenge for everybody across the board, um, and not just the receivers, but those tight ends. You throw those guys into the mix, um, and if we can sustain a, a running game, I, th- I think it's going to it's going to make for a very interesting Sunday. Why is Jahan such a good red zone threat? Because of his route running ability. and his. I think one thing that when you really watch him, and, and we saw this last year when we were scouting him, and you see he uses his body to be between himself, the ball, and the defender. And when, when you can do that and you have a catch radius, you know you can come up with contested balls. You, you, you present the type of target that a quarterback needs. It doesn't matter where he throws it. He's going to be able to go get it. And protect it, and, and I think that's one of the keys to his success. Um, I, I think his route running, because it's very precise as well, is uh, is is you know it's a very he, he runs very mature routes. It's probably a good way to put it. You know, there, there's you don't see him cut a route short. You don't see a guy, you know, throw an extra wiggler in there or anything like that. It's 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 you know get to where he needs to be, get to his depth, get to his area, and bam, turn around, and present the target. Quarterbacks have confidence in that. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Interesting and perhaps important, uh, the answer to Ben Standing's question about Sam Cosme getting the best five on the field. Uh, didn't want to give up the game plan to Green Bay. But, again, now I guess the definition of what will the best five be in their mind will be interesting. Will that include Andrew Norwell or will it include uh, Sadiq Charles? I think if we had a fan vote, we know which direction that would go. But as often is the case, the – the inside the building view of what's happening and what is happening from, um, from those looking on the outside is very different normally. So, anyway, we'll have to, I guess, as they say, wait and see on that one. All right, coming up, final segment. We'll take a quick spin around the NFC East before we call it a day. Burgundy Gold today. Hoffman Show over the top of the hour. Team 90 streaming live in the free audience. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. 
As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Back here, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Doc Walker and yours truly tomorrow in this spot. Um, and looking forward to uh, talking to the DOC about uh, the Commanders and the Packers. And when he joins us uh, tomorrow here, I know he's going to have a field day with me when I bring this up, but I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm putting it out of the airwaves now, though he's always listening, so I'm afraid to do it, but I'm going to ask him about the idea of the uh, <laughs> of the silent count this week in anticipation of all the cheeseheads at FedEx Field. He thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever. He was killing me for that uh, a few weeks ago when the Eagles were in town, but man, you know, you got to prepare for these things. you got to prepare for these things. Uh, I think it was Logan Paulson that told the story that they had to go silent one year under uh, the Shanahan's here at one of these, I know it's shocking under the Shanahan's all those glory years, but uh, yeah, one of the years um, with the Washington Redskins um, at home at FedEx Field, because whoever the team was there playing was so loud. It might have been Cowboys or Giants, I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, it's happened here before. I'm telling you, I mean, although the Cheeseheads aren't getting the results they wanted, they're just you know they're complaining, but they're still like you know. They're still very supportive, very supportive crew. And as uh, Doug Russell said in the first hour, I mean, they've had a 30-year run of franchise, of, uh, not excuse me, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know, so get over yourselves if you lose your third in a row. All right, so a couple things from Ron Rivera. Obviously, just a little while ago, talking about the game this weekend against the Packers, their confidence, obviously, in Taylor Heineke. 
their hopes of being able to show off the two-headed monster at the running attack. And, you know, listen, I don't expect him to say this because he got enough crap last week where he said quarterback was an issue um, or was the difference or whatever he was saying um, so clumsily uh, when, when he had a you know, come back and apologize or, you know, re- restate what he said a couple Mondays ago. But, you know, the last couple weeks, you know, the quarterback has killed them on third downs. I mean, he's been a big part of it. I mean, the third down offense, you know, two for 11, uh, one for 11 uh, before that, you know, absolute just brutal. You know, you just – you can't live that way. So, you know – 33 or 3 of 22, excuse me, over these last two games. 13%. And over the last four games, just 26% at 14 to 54. Also, the red zone has been horrific. One TD and two trips last week after going 5 for 5 in the previous weeks. The fact they're not even getting the red zone. And 3 for 9 over the, the, the prior four. You know, just can't, not going to win that way. And again, some of this came down to whatever it was, you know, the, the discomfort of all the sacks or the jitteriness or the not knowing of the offense or lack of familiarity, locking in on one guy, whatever you want to chalk it up to with Wentz, uh, was certainly a big part of that, a b- big part of those issues. And we'll see if, you know, again, Heidi can give them a little juice there. Like you're gonna again. You're you're still looking at the same formula. They probably need to throw the ball in the 30s the most, and they need to you know have a very run heavy system, and at least get it to hit the century mark as a team or more running the ball over these uh, you know in this in this stretch whatever it ends up being with Taylor. I mean they're gonna have to do that. And Taylor, of course, can be part of the running. Remember last year against the Packers, I think Key had like 95 yards rushing, which was a career high for him. None of those were design runs. They were just scrambles, you know. They were his break, making plays at Lambeau. I mean, he needed one more yard <laughs> to truly make that a game. When he, of course, gave himself up at the half-yard line, and then they couldn't get it in. Um, you know, still one of the more baffling plays of the year. I, I mean, I, I honestly think, like, that game, like, that impacted him for a few weeks. Like, that was that was a weird, that was a weird thing. Because there was, like, a lot of things going pretty well for them at that point. Like their defense actually played a pretty good game at Lambeau. They, they, you know, they didn't have a, it. Wasn't a terrible game. They could move the ball, but man, they were just brain dead in the in the, uh, in the red zone. And certainly, and Taylor also had a pick in the red zone there as well. And that you know, sliding or diving short of the goal line was an absolute killer uh, as well. So, and we'll see if they can clean some of these things up. You heard. Robert Vera mentioned his confidence, and you know this is what Bobby Wilder said to us yesterday, his former college coach, when he talked about the Saturday they spent playing golf, about how confident and excited this guy was to get ready for this other opportunity. Because you got to figure going into the season when he knew what was going on, like, all right, well, I got this one year left. If, you know, if I get back on the field, you know, you're thinking to yourself, you know, will it ever happen? They spent twenty, you know, they're paying this guy twenty-eight million dollars. Odds are, I'm probably, you know. Barring injury, not getting back on the field, and then bam, barring injury comes into play in week seven. You know, going out of week six, I should say, and then you're back on the field. So, see if you can make the most of it. Help an opportunity for him again. You know, 16 starts here, seven and nine. Yeah, I know it's you know not super super, but it is. Um, he's he's been in a lot of the games. You know, they they he's given them a chance to win. It's not just going to be him. They have to play good defense. They can't give up these chunk plays. They can't be the Aaron Rodgers gets well against the Commanders defense game. 
I'd expect a win. Uh, special teams can't be a sieve again. I'd like to think the return game at some point could be a plus and not a minus. That was one of the small, encouraging baby step things from this game because the Bears only kicked off once, but Antonio Gibson had a 27-yard return. I mean, he actually took it out of the end zone and you know got it to the 25, which doesn't happen often. Usually when Milne's doing it, he's getting hit at the 10-yard line or met at the 15. Milne actually had a good punt return in that game too, if memory serves, and obviously Tressway was a plus you know, with that punt that uh, was muffed, and, you know, he did a good job flipping the field in that football game. The only downside of the special teams in that game was the Joey Sly missed field goal. So, yeah, they got to play all three phases. You know, it's the margin for errors. It might be these 17-15 kind of games. I mean, this is what we might be in store for if they're going to win. Um, but, again, I'm anxious to see it. I, I got a little bit more interest level this weekend that I think I would have had if they were rolling out Carson Wentz, again, coming off a 99-yard game. I have to say that. All right, thanks to Doug Russell. Appreciate him joining us, talking about the pack. Also, A.J. Perez from Front Office Sports for joining us, talking about yesterday's NFL owners meetings. Michael Marr for uh, getting it done uh, with us behind the glass. Doc Walker joins me back here tomorrow here on Burgundy and Gold today. The Hoffman Show's next here on the Team 980. Scott Jackson saying so long for now and the Odyssey app. Peace. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.